Drink it in, drink it in now. Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid I'm still trying to, are, are my eyes fooling me? Did I, did I see what I thought I saw on Sunday? 28-13 against Chicago, in Chicago. I mean, oh, I'm a little frustrated, I'm a little fired up. There's panic, you know, across Detroit, but not on this pod. We'll serve up some Kool-Aid, double sides of cornbread, get you guys back squared away. Talk about the crucial plays of this ball game. We got a couple topics we got to get into, especially playoff scenarios and things and home playoff games and all that goodness. And we got to get you ready for prime time. 8 p.m. Detroit hosting the Denver Broncos. And you know who's got to be on the show with me and talk all about it and so much more and do crazy gimmicks and get into it. The one and only. At Chops in the D. Choppy, you're back. We lost. We got to talk about it briefly. And then we got to get into why it's going to be okay and we're still going to be rolling. How you doing, buddy? I mean, listen, you didn't serve the cornbread. You didn't save the Kool-Aid. Uh, man, we got to kick off the gimmicks right away, buddy. Give me some cornbread. Drink it in now. Cornbread, yeah. cornbread. You sounded like there you needed is. an extra glass of that Kool-Aid. I think you kind of cracked up on your own gimmick when you tried to get it going right off the top of the show. And I couldn't serve up Kool-Aid and cornbread because they're they're basically, my my, my cup is empty after what I witnessed on Sunday, but uh, we'll, we'll be all right, man. So 28-13 chops, we can't mess around. We're, we're not going to go blow by blow in this game. Me and you, we said, let's just focus on a couple of these critical plays, <clears throat> the refs, things that happened, as well as just our team not playing good offensively, especially the second half, not your quarterback not playing well, the refs. Uh, crazy calls, just run fields, doing exactly that multiple times in this ball game. Did I mention the refs, uh, penalties? Um, a lot to get into. So where do you want to start, Choppy Chop? Uh, there's a lot to cover, Oakry. You know, this is the Kool-Aid cast. So we, let's keep it light. Let's keep it positive. <laughs> um, you know, I don't want to hear any of this bula bula about my cup needs to be filled up. Oh, dude, we're still nine and four. We're still <laughs> leading the NFC North. 
Um, you know, we're going to get into, we're going to get into this game, but then after that, we're going to get into a little bit of why you people need to chill out, not panic. Yes, there's concerns, but we're going to get into some real details here. And I might have a couple stats to help you feel a little bit better about your Detroit Lions. So let's get started wherever you want to get started. Okri. Um, you want to talk about a, a 10, nothing deficit. You want to talk about, I mean, you did mention blow by blow and, uh, man, it did seem like there was a lot of blowing going on. Uh, with calls by the ref and <laughs> did, some other things. Did we mention the refs? Um, Chapman, you know I'm going to be positive. You know I'm serving up Kool-Aid. You know I'm still on board with this football team. But when we get beat by just run fields in the Chicago Bears by multiple scores, I'm a little upset. <laughs> I'm a little frustrated. And there's not a ton of good to talk about in this ball game. But everybody knows that watched it. 10-0 early, and what happened for me? All my different buddies, people hitting me up, the phone starts blowing up. What's wrong with AG? This defense is horrible. I'm tired of watching this. This team is is going down the two. It's like, where were all of you when we were rolling? <laughs> I only heard from those same people after those wins um, with very obvious comments about how happy they were about the wins. Nick Wagner and others, you know who you are. Um and I was just like, I had to give him a choppy, get out of here with this bula bula, we're going to be fine. And and what happened? Before I knew it, 13-10 Lions heading into halftime, right? So I, I felt fine at that point. I thought, we'll just get a couple scores in the second half. We'll hold down this kind of rigmarole offense and this, oh, it's vaunted defense of Chicago. We'll, we'll go ahead and figure out some things. But the, the play I want to start with, man, is... I don't even know. I don't have it in my little scribble notes here where it was, but it was a fourth and one for the Lions. You know, of course they're going to go for it. I want to say it was like on the 35-ish. So, like, to me it feels like it could be a field goal situation, but Dan freaking Campbell is always going to go for this. But what do you think about this ridiculous play that we ran? It was like a... It was a double okey-doke, fake to the right, run back six yards, handed off to Jameer Gibbs, I think it was, on a counter play of some sort. Like, this had no chance of working. Got blown up three yards in the backfield. Just the absolute last play I'm calling if I'm Ben Genius on a fourth and one. Uh, yeah, would you be talking about that play, fourth and one from the Lions 34 uh, in the fourth quarter, when at that point we were down, I, don't know, I think, 13 to 24 or 25 and we run this ridiculous play, uh, and you know, it nets Jameer gives a uh, a negative four yards. Um, yeah, dude, fourth and one. If you're gonna run the ball, give it to your boy Demo and my boy Demani, and let him pound <laughs> the rock up the middle. Like, I, I listen. I know I'm told you I'm serving up the Kool Aid, man. But zero points by the offense in the second half. Ben Genius draws that play up on a fourth and one. And again, with the game on the line, you, you know, you kick a field goal and you're only down by nine. Like, I don't know what we're doing here. I don't agree with that play call. It was ridiculous. In my opinion, I'd rather chalk up a penny Sewell slide out pass to the freaking, uh, you know, right tackle than you know, some okie doke pass around to Jameer Gibbs, like 10 yards back to get crushed and uh, destroyed. I, I probably would have taken a Jared Goff sneak 
before I would have taken this play. Uh, there's no question about it. But I didn't really realize it was after they were down quite a bit. So, again, we're kind of jumping around here. But let, let's go back to, uh, you know, to me this was the play that's getting two plays that are really getting talked about. The one, I mean, fourth and 13, you know, for some reason, Chicago's out there like they're going to go for it. They're kind of in no man's land. Field goalers go for it. But, you know, they're lining up. And our boy Aiden Hutchinson jumps off sides. They snap the football. Jury, J.U., you, I, I'm not even going to do it because the jury is out on jury. <laughs> he looks like he's asleep at corner. The guy blows past him. It's an easy throw for a touchdown. I mean, even just run fields can make this throw. And, and it's, a, it's a TD that, that to me, was when things started to go south. I and mean, chops before you talk, the reason it started and continued to go south is because I think on the next play when we got the football back, your boy, Jared Goff, and Graham Glasgow, our center, fumble the snap on the next play. And then they score another touchdown. Like, until then, we still have them in this football game. Two plays, basically back-to-back or, or soon after each other. It's just both ridiculous, both horrible, both terrible. You know Charles thinks so. And it, it was just ridiculous across the board. That's terrible. Yeah, thanks, Charles. Listen, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's it's 13-13 at that point. Um, everybody, again, this is one of those plays where you know they're not going for it. They are literally going to draw you off sides. It's fourth and 13 on the on your 38. Like, what are they doing? And again, Hutch, you know, I get it. He's got that motor. He's always going. He's he's anticipating plays. I understand. But, you know, just goes off sides. And, again, I don't know what this defense is that we're running. Like, are we covering? Are we going into pre? Like, I feel like we're going into prevent every play. Like, the middle of the field is always open. And then, the you know, and then when we do decide to actually press, they get they just blow right by us. So, I don't know what the secondary is doing. I don't understand what the scheme is. And, you know, we can sit here and talk about personnel problems all we want, but I don't know what we're doing as far as scheme and coaching on defense. And then you're right. The very, you know, two plays in, Jared Goff fumble, you know, you yep. blame the quarterback, blame the center, whoever you want to blame. But that is a that is a 15, well, 14-point swing in the span of two minutes and 15 seconds. Where it's 13-13, you blink, and two minutes later, it's 25-13, to and basically the game is out. So, not good. Just not good at all. And I don't understand what it is that we're doing in certain situations. Chops, first of all, to go back to your point, uh, what are we doing on defense? Are we covering? No, we're not covering. We're not covering anybody. That's first and foremost. Second of all, your boy Jared Goff out there with a double Nike velcro mittens on i mean me and you have worn those football gloves out playing catch at tailgates i don't know how anyone ever drops a football (laughs) these guys like jameer gibbs who drops a screen pass that's an easy touchdown with gloves on and he's an uber athlete makes no sense to me your boy playing quarterback wearing gloves dropping a snap i don't care if he double clutch i don't care basically if that football gets back to those gloves you should never drop it and I just get sick too of this attitude of like, oh, you know, we'll try better, we'll fix it, or things happen, you know. It's just like, 
I'm starting to hear that a little too much, which I think we heard a little too much from number nine, the old one and the old regime that we don't need to go back to right now. But like, how about a sense of urgency? How about a pissed off Dan Campbell, like at the post game presser, but I'm not even there yet. We're going to finish this review with the fact that the Detroit lions were undisciplined across the board with tons of penalties. I, I don't know if you have the stats, but like just penalties up to yin yang, as well as how about this play late in the football game when it's still close that we, this was actually before the fourth and 13. Wasn't it the play before we sack just run fields. He throws the ball to the calf of an offensive lineman while he's already basically down in the pocket, mind you. And these refs, these zebras had the audacity to call this a incompletion, not an intentional grounding, not a, uh, not a sack, not a in the grass, not a, uh, now it's fourth and a million for the Chicago Bears. An incompletion, take the ball back to the spot, which I think then they got that lucky offsides and the first, and the touchdown. Like, there's nothing at all. I don't care if his arm was hit or anything. <laughs> the ball got about a half inch off the ground, hit a lineman in his shoe top, and he somehow talked the refs into saying that he was throwing it to someone. I mean, it's the definition of grounding. Yeah, I, I can't I can't argue with that one. I mean, was he in the pocket? Yup. Yes. Did the ball go to any kind of intended receiver? Nope. No. <laughs> was Did he it get back to the line scrimmage? Tri- no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, every look, it is it is to a T the definition of intentional grounding. I mean, look, you're giving intentional grounding penalties to 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 quarterbacks when their wide receivers run the wrong freaking route. Okay. Exactly. Like when they zig instead of zag. So that's you you're, you're handing them out like candy. And then in this case, Justin Fields is dead to rights. It's like a 12-yard loss. And he just decides to flick the ball forward, whatever, like six yards. And it doesn't even hit the lineman. It, like, it's still two feet short of him. It maybe hits him on the bounce. But again, he's not an eligible receiver. So what are we doing? I don't get how they, I mean, again, they even took the time. If I'm Dan Campbell, I am flipping the flipping out. Right. I'm calling a timeout. I'm getting in somebody's face. I'm losing my mind because they are able to, they have in the past reviewed that play. Why aren't they reviewing that play and determining he's met all the criteria. It's intentional grounding. And instead on the next snap and fourth and 13, all hell breaks loose. Three minutes later, they were down two scores. Makes no sense whatsoever. And again, you wanted the stats, eight penalties for 59 yards compared to the Bears, four for 35. And that egregiously changed the entire outcome of the game because at that point it was tied 13-13. I, I'm not going to go on a big rant, but I, I don't think that play is technically reviewable, which is leads me to my mini rant, which is why is anything not reviewable, basically? Uh, you're supposed to be taking the mistakes and the rumor innuendo and the uh, just assumptions out of the football game, yet you allow things, some to be looked at, some to not be. And, and the fact that I'm even talking about this is why do we even have instant replay if 90% of the time you're going to look at things in ultra 4K high def slow-mo and then just go, eh, we still really can't tell. We'll just go with what we made up in real time. 
what's the point? <laughs> like every time I watch a game, I'm like, I just calling out things and they come back and say the play stands. I'm like, why even go to the booth? Why even talk to Blandino and these knuckleheads when you're just going to stay with everything? Cause you're not a hundred percent sure in a court of law. Why have a replay system where I can see every blade of grass when you're still going to make no calls. So that made no sense. Let, let me end it with this chops. I have exclusive audio on the pod of the refs later after the fact, after we were down multiple scores and lost this football game, their just their summary of, of, of that call that they made where it hit an offensive lineman who, like you said, is an ineligible player. If he gets it over the lineman near his receiver, that was like 10 yards out to the right. I'm not beefing right now, but he got it about a foot in front of his face. You want to hear this exclusive audio, what they had to say? Yeah. Play it for us. It's a bad decision, period, point blank. It was a, a, one of the dumbest decisions I ever made. Exactly. So, Chaps, let's just end it with this. This is the fired up, frustrated, anti-Kool-Aid review of us getting beat by Chicago, an inferior football team, in their house with a whole bunch of shenanigans that happened in this game. It's still no excuse. You still should have found a way to win. The game got away from you in the second half. And... uh there's just so much to clean up. So bad loss on the road. Shouldn't have happened. It did. Now we get to talk about on the back half of the show how it's going to turn around, why we're still fired up. Actually, let's get into that right now for a couple minutes. Like, do you want to do your rant or do you want me to get into a little something right now? Well, before before we move into that, I got a lot of stuff to hype the people up here. But one thing else that I want to mention in this game, and that's been happening all season long that I'm just absolutely sick of, is all the holding and ridiculousness that is being allowed on Aiden Hutchinson. This guy is getting grabbed by the jersey. He's getting grabbed by the face. He's getting held by the pads. Like, at least eight times a game, this guy is blocked illegally. And I don't understand. If if his last name is Bosa, if his last name is... You know, I don't know, any other pass rusher, he's getting this call. But for some reason, he's not getting these calls. And I don't know why this continues to happen. He needs to be, he's trying to be unleashed. He's trying to Michael Jackson dance all over. He's, but he can't, he's being held. I mean, he's being held again. Terrible play. I think it was even, maybe it was even on that touchdown throw um, where Justin Fields is able to scramble because Hutch is getting held with one hand and the other hand is literally up into his face mask. Like, that's not a penalty anymore, apparently, but only if you're Hutch. So anyway, I, I, you know, I'm tired of that nonsense, too. I don't know what we do about it other than piss and moan and move on. But enough about that. Let's talk about why I'm still excited about this team. Let's get into it. I'll kick it off. Okri. When Dan freaking Campbell and Brad, always open for business homes, took over this team three years ago. If I told you in year three, we would be nine and four, leading the division, ready to win the division, and host a playoff game at Ford Field, would you have A, thought I was crazy, B, maybe been a little skeptical, or C, been elated to think that the dumpster fire that we are right now was going to be turned into a team that was leading into the playoffs? I probably would have been all the above, but mostly elated. Yes. Yes, people. You, uh, again, ever, I, I know it's hard when we started out so hot. And yes, we have played a bad month of football. Okay. I get it. 
We have not played a really great complete game since the Chargers game. So I understand the frustration. But guys, we're nine and four. Okay. Nine and four. And this is, as you like to say, this is the National Football League any given Sunday. Oakry, eight underdogs won this week. Okay. Eight underdogs. So teams. Win and lose, right? Good teams lose to bad teams. Did you see what happened on Monday Night Football with the Miami Dolphins? Like, good teams can get blown out. Did you see what happened to the Eagles? All right. Did you see what happened to the Chiefs? Okay. Like, we're still nine and four. We're still winning the division. We're still hosting a playoff game. Uh, you know, again, teams that have more losses than the Lions right now, four or more Chiefs, Dolphins, Browns, Bills, Jags. All those teams are going to be playoff teams come the end of the season. And a lot of those teams have elite quarterbacks. So calm down, people. Like, we got a lot of stuff to clean up, but we're still in a great spot. We're still going to the playoffs. We're going to kick some butt here. We got four big games left. But don't get down on this team. I don't want to hear about, oh, my gosh, we need to cut Jared Goff. Oh, my gosh, this sucks. Oh, my gosh, mama, we, you know, we're going to blow this away. We're going to same old Lions. If I hear somebody say same old Lions again, I'm going to get up in their face, and I'm going to go, brand new Lions. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, so much to, to talk about there. First of all, um, you know, I guess I'll go back to JP 1077 who put out on, on the old X there that, uh, you know, he's all about the positivity and, and getting it going again. I mean, obviously we're going to come on and rant and rave a little bit about this ball game and how we shouldn't have lost, but you know, I heard, I heard radio stations talking about, um, this is doomsday scenario. I heard people saying we might not win another football game. I hear people putting the current Denver Broncos as like, the greatest opponent of all time coming into Ford field all of a sudden. So I, I think there's things to be concerned about and need to play better need to protect the football, both to your quarterback, the rest of our team need to be able to cover a coffee table. That would help. But I, I mean, four football games, what do you, what the magic numbers two? So either need to win two or win and, and, and beat your opponents, which you play Minnesota twice. Green Bay just lost to DeVito. Hey, oh, um, you know, and that whole phenomenon. So it's like, I, I'm good with it. You know, there's a, I, I feel like we're good. I, I feel like we'll be saying things uh, like this pretty soon. Woo! Hashtag choppy liking. Woo! I mean, that's that's pretty much how we feel. Once it gets turned around, we're just doing what happens in the National Football League, which is you win a few games, people put you as the greatest thing ever. You lose a game or two in, a, in bad fashion, people write you off and uh, say that everything's falling apart. And uh, I just think they need to get it together, and I think it'll start this upcoming game. So, Chops, let's go ahead and take a break, get our great sponsors in here. When we come back, I I do want to talk to you a little bit more about your quarterback. I do want to look at some of these playoff scenarios, um, things that we need to go down or things we need to be looking for and getting people excited about. And then uh, we'll get into this Denver preview, man. Let's do it. Everybody, we'll be right back. All right, everybody, 
This goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, it's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. Kool-Aid drinkers, we're back. Thank you for checking out the sponsors. Again, we we don't say it enough, but I mean, we got the Kool-Aid hotline. You can call, text, leave a voicemail. Gosh, we've got a... You leave us a review on iTunes. That'd really help. If you want to support the show, uh, that always helps us uh, keep this thing rolling, but Chops, before we get into the back half of the segment, I mean, again, I could just shout out people all day, but I just know young Santa's been on the Kool-Aid hotline. The tuna's been all over. Santa is all about his boy. Big Bugs. That's all he keeps talking to me about is when is he coming back? What's going on with Big Bugs? Um, Typing it in, just like I just said it, doing the gimmicks. And so he was fired up that he was actually out there so was Broderick Martin we had a a, at least an active I don't know if we had a sighting very very much but those guys are out there but chaps before we get rolling I just want to thank everybody about the Detroit Kool-Aid cast ESPN Fantasy League Uh, lots of people that have been returning to that league we got some good new members like the great Natalie Sparbeck, um, you know my buddy Luke is the returning champion trying to defend his belt you know, I did pretty well, you know, came in, came in second or third, I think overall my bracket and, you know, we're in the playoffs and and you snuck in. I mean, you started off horrible. You were saying injuries. Then you talk somebody into giving you Chris Olave for nothing chops. I literally just pulling this up now as we're talking and I see that the playoffs are starting here in week 15 and it says the fantasy football flavor, which is me is facing hashtag choppy fantasy oh baby oh baby (laughs) oh baby so quite the matchup here the two hosts of the show going at it in round one of the playoffs it looks like i'm looking at the bracket here the winner of that matchup will play luke the returning champion and then there's plenty of other great folks in this league like i said that have been competing having fun kneecaps and helmets we got mouse rat in there we've got team kool-aid goat i mean it's gonna be quite the thing so everybody that didn't make the playoffs uh, really fun having everybody in supports the show a little competition as well as them just taking notes from me on how to do it right in fantasy football you know how it is yeah, Okri, listen, you know, this is my first year in the in the uh in the DKC league. Happy to be joining. You know, of course, couldn't make the playoffs. I mean, we're talking playoffs, of course. We're making the playoffs. 
Um, you know, a little consolation to the folks that didn't quite make it there. I'm not sure who I've had enough of this enough. Uh, who who finished with one <laughs> dubski and 13 losses? My condolences. Uh, hang on, let me let me let me click a little here. Uh, I'm just gonna shout you out by name here. I gotta have a little fun. Uh, Kyle Domer. I did. Was it Kyle Domer? Like one of your big rivals in some other league that you had? The guy you know went toe to toe. Is that a guy? Is that is he a Buckeye fan? I, I or is that a different Kyle? Kyle has always showed up this year. He was asleep at the wheel. He likes to hit me up on Facebook Messenger, which I never use. Shoots me messages. He's been a supporter of the Kool-Aid cast, both now and in the past. So I, I do not know what happened to him this year. Chops, you slept through the draft. You put yourself on auto pick. You somehow still made it. But I'm just glad that you and everybody else joined and had some fun because we do it all for the people. And the people consist of the millions i'll have excuses if and when i maybe lose to you due to injury but we'll deal with that on another day chops that's what i got before we get into this other football talk you got anything else for the kool-aid drinkers out there before we get rolling yeah listen buddy i i know you're i know you're just gonna try to like smooth this over but listen i know the college football rivalry week was like three weeks ago two weeks ago but listen here brother Brother, <laughs> this is fantasy football rivalry league chops versus Oakry. And I'm going to give you a full rundown on play by play, position by position of why you're going to lose. No, I'm not really going to do that because that could take the entire show. But I'm going to tell you this the hashtag choppy fantasy team started off a little sluggish at one and four, but has been surging into a playoff lock. And now we're going toe-to-toe, head-to-head. You got your little six-point favorite home field advantage nonsense, bula-bula, some fake rule that you made up so you could get yourself some extra points here. It doesn't matter because two weeks ago you lost to me. Last week you put up a dud with 64 points even though you got a W. And what's going to happen is that Choppy is going to walk all over your ass this Sunday on the field, off the field, to upset you even with your extra six points so you better have your excuses ready to go because when choppy comes to town brother you better say your prayers and you better take your vitamins because choppamania is gonna run all over your ass well let me tell you something brother well we'll see what happens with that but uh, chops you got anything else because i i would talk fantasy with you all day i need to make this a bonus show on dkc select at some point when i actually have more than two minutes of extra time to do this pod but nobody wants to really hear about a fantasy teams unless you're in this great league which then you care and you know what we're talking about but uh you got any other shout outs or anything because we'll talk about my victory over you next week until now we gotta we gotta talk alliance ball man let's do this Let's get into the Lions ball. Okay, sorry, I just had to get a quick uh, double-sided trade. I needed a double Kool-Aid there brother, because I got a little winded from that uh, from that uh, rant there. But no, big shout-out to everybody who joined the Kool-Aid cast of the Fantasy League. Awesome stuff. Love it. Uh, there was some great banter, uh, fun times, and it's going to be a fun playoff round one this week. But let's get into some Detroit Lions. So, Chops, we're going to get back into the Lions. Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, I don't know, let me think about this for a second. Jared Goff. Because because you mentioned earlier, I mean, you, you said something about people talking about uh, cutting Jared Goff and people going crazy. And usually this is either then or now is the part of the show where you come on and 
I mean, you talk about how great he's playing and how much you love this man and how you said it all along. I mean, we we have sound drops of you yelling at me, just saying that uh, nobody can get on this golf train that you made up. I think I actually have that right here. I don't want your bula bula support when it comes to Jared Goff. You don't get to join the golf train. You're off, bro. You're off. And I consistently have tried to say this. I don't hate him. I don't. But I did come across a interesting nugget here recently that everybody has been anointing Jared Goff and saying how much we're going to pay him 40 to 50 million. We had the negotiation a few weeks ago here on the pod. You obviously are willing to pay him anything and everything and thinks that he's the greatest thing to ever come to the Lions. Other people have their doubts now. And I, I saw that if we were to, you know, maybe, again, we all want to make the playoffs. We all want to win a home playoff game. But if Brad, always open for business, Holmes decides that, uh, I don't know, H2O, Hendon Hooker may be the better option that makes about a couple million dollars a year and can throw the hell out of the deep ball, which has been a issue for your boy. It's a... Am I correct saying a 26 to $28 million savings? I think it would be less than 5 or $10 million of dead cap if they decided to move on. So I, I don't know that this is a done decision. Um, I don't think that we're just writing blank checks at this point. So I think it needs to be evaluated over these next few weeks, over what he can bring us. I think if he brings us that home playoff game and a win that you would want to keep that guy here, obviously. But I could see this regime getting aggressive and maybe using that money for other players and, and going with the young cat. I really could. <laughs> Listen, uh, all I can do when I see these ridiculous, oh, if we cut Jared Goff, it saves us $26 million in cap. You want to save $26 million in cap and hand the reins to someone who's never started an NFL game when we are legitimately going to be in the playoffs this year. You, That's what you want to do next year? Like, I, I'm not saying you personally, but stop, people. It's like I, it's an option. It needs to be it considered. Is a, yeah. It, hey, you know what else is an option? Let's, let's start Tim Boyle. That's an option we could go with, too. Maybe we should play Teddy Biscuits for the rest of the year. There's lots of options, people. But if you want a quarterback who's been to a Super Bowl, who's won playoff games, who has led us to a complete turnaround in less than three years here, then you're going to stick with Jared Goff. And this talk about Jared Goff can't get the ball to JMO. He can't throw it. For, okay, the longest completed air pass this year is from Baker Mayfield at 70 yards. You know what Jared, career, what Jared Goff's long completion through the air is this year? 67 yards. Okay, number two. So he can throw the ball deep. I don't want to hear this. He can't get the ball to JMO. He has a hard time with spirals. It's ridiculous narrative, okay? Statistically speaking, Jared Goff is a top 10 quarterback. You want to let that guy walk away and go to some other team, by all means, feel free to do so. But I'm going to stick with Brad Holmes. And when he extends Jared Goff beyond next year and for another two years, then you guys will all realize that we are a better football team with Jared Goff than an unknown. And that's not a knock on H2O because I like his upside. I like that he has, but he's just been able to practice for like, what, three weeks? You're going to give the reins to a guy who's been practicing for three weeks. I'm not saying right now, but what I'm saying is that that stat, which I knew you would probably come up with some bula like that, is you know that's a garbage stat because that's one probably fake okey doke double dipsy do play where he's wide open and he just laid it out there. 
this guy is not making good, deep, accurate throws. Has he made some BBs over the middle that actually were spirals and were good throws that I've acknowledged both on this show and text with other friends as well as yourself? Yes, but don't come out here and act like you've been wowed by this player or that he's just he's just playing great football and everything else is the issue because we're talking about like a 20 plus you know 10 15 million dollar increase for this player that's going to take other players away so i'm just throwing it out there that that savings was intriguing there are other options if your boy does want to sit out and not play his final year if we don't extend him for bugo bucks that I, I don't know that rolling with 12 is is the worst scenario. It's it's leverage, and it's also, uh, you say, what can he do? He's never played. I mean, it's the same people that act like, uh, you know, you can't project forward what the weather is going to be five days from now. It's only what it was yesterday. No, like, Hennon Hooker could be incredible. He could be a whiz with the football, a bright kid, a great leader. So, yes, it needs to be considered and talked about. And your boy's not gifted. A contract just because. You need I'm to make not a gifting, good decision. I'm not, I'm not, again, I'm not gifting him anything. He's earned it. He's a top 10 quarterback in almost every single stat in the league. Yes, he has his downfalls, just like every other quarterback. Like, have you watched Josh Allen this year? I mean, the guy has struggled, right? He's still got good stats. He's still a top, you know, in my opinion, he's still an elite quarterback. But he's got issues, too. Like, every quarterback has issues. So... You know, again, I, I, I am going to take a guy who has proven himself year after year, who has taken teams to playoffs, who has taken teams to Super Bowls. I'm going to take that as an option right now. Like, look, if we were, if we were like, you know, three years ago and we were a two win team or a four win team, it was like, yeah, you know what? Let's let the, let's see what the rookies got. We're not that we are up and coming. And I'm not, again, Hendon Hooker could be the greatest thing since sliced bread. He's going to have to prove it in the practice field and in other, other scenarios. So, you know, again, remember when everybody went gaga when, Oh, I don't know. Who's that quarterback that came to mind? Josh Dobbs went bananas for two freaking games. And now he's come back down to earth and he looks like a total bum. Like, you know, again, he comes into a system. He we, he plays schoolyard ball for two games, three games, and then other defenses realize what he's all about and they shut him down. Like he's a flash in the pan. Jared Goff is not. He's sustainable and he's a model that can get you to the playoffs. So again, what could, what is, what might be? I don't want to speculate. I want to make the playoffs. I want to win a Super Bowl. I want to go with the guy that I know can do it. All right, well, we'll see what happens. I think that if he balls out these last four games, they win the division, they do some damage in the playoffs, it makes that decision a lot easier. If he stumbles, the team stumbles, um, you're going to hear a lot more rumblings. If he's somewhere in the middle, you know, I think that you'd then probably want to drag it out longer and longer, as long as you can, to see what you really have versus maybe what the kid has, and then make a tactical, maybe aggressive, ruthless decision by Brad, always open for business homes and damn freak camp. All right, Choppy, we'll get off that as well as fantasy football. We got to talk about this. Playoffs? 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 Choppy, I think I made that about, gosh, 
10 plus years ago with a little mixer that I had uh, just on my phone or something. The Jim Mora meets Eminem playoff remix. Um, you know, people are just going crazy because whenever I hear it's been 30 years since we won a division title or had a Detroit home playoff game, that's that's unbelievable. So we have to get it. We have four games left. Denver at Minnesota, at Dallas, home against the Vikings. Let's just let's just tee people up real quick, and then we'll get into this Denver game. Because to me, if you could take care of Denver, it gets everybody calms down. We feel pretty good about everything. I I still think those last three games are are dicey in some degree. So get this one this week. Hopefully get that next one at Minnesota and put everything to bed. But how are you feeling as well as what's a realistic scenario is to kind of wrap this up, maybe get some cats some rest, get some guys back that have been injured and come into this playoffs, hopefully at Ford Field ready to roll with a crazy crowd and people going nuts. I mean, I think that's what people want to continue to look forward to and continue to anticipate. And that's why everyone's going so crazy is because that cannot slip away. That cannot not happen this year. Well, listen, uh, if I if I go back into the memory banks, if I had that little thing that's like <laughs> in the past, I stated on this show that we would clinch the division against in in our first game against the Vikings, that that would be the playoff division clinching game. And I'm staying with that because if we win in Denver and then we or we win at home against Denver and then we win that first game against Minnesota. We are locked in. It's a done deal. It's 11 and four. There's nothing that can happen that knocks us out of the playoffs. Okay. I'm staying with that prediction that I made eons and eons ago with my hashtag what choppy said. (laughs) So we, I am not, look, we just got to take care of business. Okay. The way the division sits right now, which is, this is, you know, actually (laughs) prepping for the show here. I just realized, Three teams in our division are locked into playoff spots right now. Did you realize that? Did you realize that the Vikings and the Packers are the last two wild cards that are in? So if you would have told me that three teams from the NFC North, which everybody poo-poos on all the time, would be in the playoff hunt and actually in the playoff spots if the season ended now, people would be going nuts. And by the way, that yes, that does mean that a team that is under 500 is making the playoffs. Did you also realize that a team that's under 500 at 6-7 and seven in Tampa Bay Buccaneers is winning their division? Okay, so I think we need to take care of business against Denver, and I think we will. And yeah, we need to win this game against Minnesota because if you if you lose to Denver, then you're going into Minnesota, and let's say Minnesota wins, um, you're you're going into that Minnesota game, and it's like they're one game back from you, and I might be hitting the panic button a little bit at that point, <laughs> but I. I still believe in this team. And again, Minnesota doesn't even know who their quarterback is. Did you remember that people like they don't know who their starting quarterback is. Is it Dobbs? Is it uh, Mullins? Uh, You know, who is it? So we should be able to take care of business. This is where Dan freaking Campbell gets the troops ready to go. Ben genius goes back to his roots back to earlier in the season. and gets this offense clicking again. Like we know they can and the defense you know, well, hell, the defense just survives, okay? Um, but this team is going to need this offense to start clicking again. That's been the biggest issue the last four games is the offense hasn't been consistent and isn't clicking. And Ben Genius is going to fix that this week against Denver. 
Chops, as you're going through all that, you're talking about the past and this and that, hashtag with Chop, you said whatever you were talking about there. All I was trying to do was wait till you stop so I could get this in because you're talking about the past. But I know in a previous segment back in the day, we talked about the future. It's time to get serious here for a second. Ladies and gentlemen, I think it's time we took a look into the future. And 23. Choppy, do you want to give the people a prediction as only we could on that episode? Oh my gosh. I Listen, I, that that is a nice little blast from the past about the future because I seem to remember going in the year 2000 in 23. I think it went something like that for 20 minutes. We did that into the microphone and said crazy things that are kind of coming true now. So rather than look in the past, I mean, you broke it down. What's going to happen in the future? We're going to win this Saturday. We're going to take care of Minnesota. Give us a couple weeks to rest. Maybe we'll go down and slap around the Cowboys and Jerry World just for the fun of it. Um, But, you know, everybody's getting all wrapped up in this, you know, negative. What if this happens? What if the sky falls? Instead, what if we just go take care of business the next couple weeks, um, you know, get our seating and then rest some players and then roll into Ford Field with a craziest crowd of all time and do some damage. I mean, that's what I'm thinking about. So, Chops, we... What do we even say about this Denver game, man? We've already went like 20, 25 minutes. We've done all types of craziness. Like, I I think we just get to your prediction, get to a couple hot takes, and get up out of here. So feel free to do the gimmick again or, or do your woo-wees or whatever you do. Um, how's this Denver game going down in primetime in the D? Oh, nice transition there, Oakry. Um, and listen, people, don't forget to call the Kool-Aid hotline and give us your predict- predictions for Denver um, because I want to hear them. I want to see them on the Twitterverse. I want to tag me. I want to tag Oakry. I want to tag the DKC. Um, so call us. Tell us what you think because I'm going to tell you what I think, Oakry. It's Saturday night. It's Ford Field, and this team is going to be hungry. We have played some not-so-great football um, you know, Russell Wilson's been on a little bit of a tear. I think they're four and one in the last five games. It's time for us to shine. All right. I'm expecting a, a huge bounce back game by this team. Um, we're a five point favorite. The over is the over under is set at 47 and a half. Okay. I'm having visions of Jared Goff and Russell Wilson just going toe to toe, deep bomb for deep bomb, high scoring, high flying inside Ford Field, crowd going crazy on a set. It's Saturday night in Detroit at 8:15 prime time and this is going to be a huge back and forth like just slugfest. Um so I don't necessarily, you know, I'm going to let you give your score prediction here so that you don't copy mine. Um, (laughs) like you did last week and we were both terribly wrong. Um, but listen, so I think it's going to be a slugfest. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be a huge, huge game. Chops, Detroit needs to show up. We need to be loud. We need to be positive. We need to be full of Kool-Aid and cornbread. This is in our house at night on a Saturday. The only game playing. This is Dan freaking Campbell against his mentor, Sean Payton. 
two red asses, two guys that love football, two guys that want to absolutely embarrass the other person. They're mere images of each other. These teams are mere images of each other, meaning like Denver was what we were last year. The Detroit Lions are one year better. We have a guy that's a multidimensional, positionless, elite weapon. Jameer Gibbs, that's going to absolutely ball out. Frank Ribble, I know you tuned on the Kool-Aid cast wanting to hear about the 5th tackle or wanting us to do a 10-minute, why isn't Jamo getting the football segment? Um, we're doing none of that. I see this as an absolute scoring showdown. I think Russell Wilson re- recoils back to middle of the pack of what, what he used to be versus what he was to what he is now. I see this as a 40-burger for the Detroit Lions. 41. I see Denver hanging in it going back and forth as you said being able to find a way to carve our D again unfortunately for 31 points but yes I have this as a 10 point dubski crowd going crazy the SOL fans being put on mute the Kool-Aid drinkers being crazy enjoying a dubski one game away from the NFC North division title, and yes, folks, a home playoff game in Ford Field, plus more, which we can get into later on. I like it, Okri. I like it. Hey, Okri, you've heard of a chop block, right? Um, so yes. I'm going to give you the hashtag chops lock of the week, and that is the over in this game, people, by a lot. 47 and a half is way too low. The Lions might, like Oakry just said, the Lions are going to pretty much get you there on their own. This is going to be a 38 to 33 win by our Detroit Lions, and I'm going to give you a little bonus feature here. I'm going to give you a second chop slock of the week, and if you're a betting man, and I know you are, the second chop slock, hashtag chop slock of the week, it's going to be that fantasy football flavor is going down on the home field advantage and that the hashtag choppy leggy team is going to win in fantasy football. So those are your two locks of the week, people. Hit the over in the Lions game. Take the chops team in the DKC League, and that's going to be money in the bank. Oh, what do I say, people? I agree with half that. The other half's bula bula, but we'll end it with this. Lions going to take out Denver. We're going to be rolling. Drink it in, everybody. Drink it in, man. We got a double side of that cornbread, as you know we do. Corn, cornbread. Here's a couple for you, Choppy, just because you're all fired up. Woo! Hashtag Choppy Likey. woo Brother. Everybody, we'll catch you after this dubski right here. On the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. In the year 3000. In 23, the Lions are going to the playoffs and hosting a game at Ford Field. Pack the bag. Stop the plane. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions. Drink it in, man.